you can change the water in a cell culture and it'll live a very long time. Right. And if you don't change the water, it dies very quickly. So none of those are wear and tear. Right. They're environmental. So a lot of aging comes from envi environmental stuff and others comes from buildup of systems that can be cleaned but aren't normally cleaned without interventions. Seven causes of, of those things. It's such a pleasure to meet you. I am, I'm a big fan of your work, uh, so I just want to say thank you for everything you've done in the industry. Thanks, Russ. You're welcome. Um, so what, what I'd like to talk to you a little bit about is the anti-aging field. Obviously, that's a big thing for you. Oh, yeah. So first of all is how would you define aging? Let's start with the basics. Oh, wow. About 20 years ago. I started attending an anti-aging nonprofit group that I ran for more than 10 years. So okay. All of biohacking, the real beginnings of that, came from people two and three times my age studying how to get younger. It, it's not like we haven't done this for thousands of years. Right. That, almost every practice in traditional Chinese medicine, uh, Ayurveda, Tantra, they were all around immortality. Right, so, so this is not a new thing. We're just acknowledging that it's something we want because I think we had a period where we felt guilty about it. So what aging is, is aging is a breakdown of the physical body. And that's all it is. So you are, uh, you, you are with the theory of wear and tear as the cause of aging? No. Okay, so tell me the difference. There are many things that cause breakdown. Mm -hmm. So you could say, let's say I have anything that's alive, and you could break it down by sanding it, which is right there. You could also hit it with uh, gamma rays yes. and kill it. You could also pour mercury on it or cyanide or whatever other disruptor of cell metabolism you wanted to. Or you could let it run for a while and not feed it. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> It'll start to break down faster if you go too long, but if you go for a brief period of time. And you look at work, uh, like guys like Bruce Lipton and people who've Big fan of looked Bruce. at this, uh, me too. And you can change the water in a cell culture and it'll live a very long time. Right. And if you don't change the water, it dies very quickly. So none of those are wear and tear. Right. They're environmental. So a lot of aging comes from envi environmental stuff and others comes from buildup of systems that can be cleaned but aren't normally cleaned without interventions. And got seven causes of, of those things. Seven? Yeah, at least my book on anti-aging has seven. <laughs> it says seven. Okay, is it like the cardinal signs of, of aging, the, the ones with the nine that they have out? Well, there's different people have, there's seven, there's nine, right? and there's there's different arguments. Like Aubrey de Grey is one, for example. Absolutely. I, I've been friends with Aubrey, I think I first met him in 2004. And, uh, uh, he definitely goes through some of them, and it's evolved over time. But there are problems with cell metabolism at different levels. Yes. And when you fix those levels, like one thing that we don't talk that much about is glycation end product buildup in cells. Right. So, well, what if you could take the lysosomes, which are parts of the cells yes. that a lot of people, they're not nearly as famous as mitochondria, they have like an <laughs> MV thing, right. but they're the furnace in the cell. Right. So they burn up toxins, and then 
that's great, except if there's ash left over, things that you can't burn, once they're fully clogged, it's like you never took the ash out of your fireplace, you can't burn any more wood. Well, what if we could fix that? Well, we can, but those are weird things. And just like maintaining a car, you don't just change the washer fluid. You've got to do a whole bunch of stuff. Right. We're figuring out the bunch of stuff for our bodies. Gotcha. So are, are, is most of the work that you do more in the extension and longevity, or are you looking at maybe reprogramming of, of cells, like epigenetic changes? Right. I look at both. I don't mm -hmm. think you can draw a line between the two. Okay. <laughs> so if you allow epigenetics to trash your system, mm -hmm. you're not going to perform very well. You're not going to live a long time. Right? Yes. If, if you fix the epigenetic problems, yes. so you send the proper signals into the body for regeneration, you stress it enough but not too much with the right regularity, mm -hmm. okay, you're not going to exceed our current best by very much, which is about 120 years. Gotcha. What about like the use of parabiosis, like uh, heter uh, heterogeneous parabiosis, to actually change the, the the genetics to a younger state, so potentially to extend our our lifespan? Well, theoretically, indefinitely, if you do it enough. Uh, I do have a college student under my bed, and I, I take their blood on a regular basis. Just kind of walked down there. Okay, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you've seen the, the, you know, the young blood. Yeah, no, I, I'm a big fan of it because yeah. I, I like the fractionated. Like if you look at like uh, Dr. Uh, Harold Katcher, who just, mm -hmm. did you publish, uh, or do you, have you read his publications? Not the very latest one. Though. The one on E5 where he's talking about the use of fractionated blood plasma that actually has changed the epigenetics of rats to half their age. You're familiar with that? I'm familiar with the general field. I haven't, that's a new paper I think you're talking about? Well, that was last year that was yeah. published. He just published a new book about it. But well, it, it, see the book then. it's fascinating. I mean, it, it really uh, addresses the things and says that cells actually don't age. It's the environment that is causing the aging process to occur. I believe that there's a lot going on with that. And I'm not convinced that the only thing or even the, the primary thing going on is that it's from a young donor of plasma. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that I do, uh, for instance, I do something called EBO2, okay. right, where it's dialysis. Yes. You take the blood out, you ozonate the blood, which gets rid of stuff that grows in blood you don't want, Right. and it also gets rid of uh, immune proteins and mm -hmm. all of the gunk that builds up. It, it's like having a cleaner in your swimming pool. Right. Right. So that is part of it, because if you're donating plasma and receiving young plasma, it's cleaner plasma that has just had less time to build up green scum like your swimming pool does. Right. Then there's other compounds that seem to be primary acting ones, and some of them are peptides like GHK. Mm -hmm. And GHK as a peptide is really interesting because it helps with skin, it helps throughout the body, Yes. and it's a very tiny peptide that's way more present in young animals than older ones. There's a set of good stuff that's in young plasma, and it's clean. Right. We don't know how important the clean versus good stuff is, but we already know some of the good stuff and we're learning more all the time. So we'll get to the point where you go in once every quarter, yeah. you clean your blood, exactly. you, you change the oil in your car, exactly. add some stuff that's the young people stuff in there and you're good to go. We're so close to that. Well, I think if you even go back further and go with cord blood and use the, the plasma from cord blood, is, is I think that's a great solution because that's the youngest you can pretty much get. Right. Hi, thanks for watching. Did you know that as we get older, we start to suffer from joint and spine pain and degeneration, chronic disease, and even accelerated aging, all caused by hidden weaknesses in our health. You see, daily metabolism leads to minor damage, and when that damage isn't repaired, then it accumulates until it reaches a threshold. 
and a health problem is created. Now, what if you could prevent these health problems from occurring in the first place? Now, science may have finally found a way to stop this process through cellular preventative maintenance. Regenerative nanoparticles are a revolutionary solution that can find and repair hidden damage before it becomes a condition. Discover how regenerative nanoparticles can add 30 or more healthy years to your life. Simply go to drrosscarter.com and set up a time to chat and learn more. That's drrosscarter.com. Now, we're located here in South Florida, but these procedures are available in all parts of the country. Please note that these procedures are not covered by insurances and prices start at $2,500. Go to drrosscarter.com and I will talk to you soon. Take care. What do you think makes that work? The uh, exosomes? You think it's the exosomes? I believe it is. So we can now manufacture exosomes at scale. And I've had about 40 vials of exosomes injected in my body. And from what tissue line are they coming from? Um, geez, I've used a variety of them. So there's stem cell, <laughs> there's Wharton's jelly, there's amniotic fluid, there's bone marrow. Wharton's je jelly and amniotic fluid. But I'm talking about exosomes, not stem cells specifically. That's what I'm talking yeah, about. Okay, good deal. So. But you can get purified exosomes that are free of stem cells, right? They all uh, they always should be free of exosomes. They always should cells. be, but when you get your stem cells, you're also getting exosomes. You know what I'm saying? Like when, I well, pulled, right. when I pulled my marrow out, yeah. right, that had exosomes that were mine, right. plus the stem cells. So just I'm, for our listeners, and I'm just differentiating yeah. between taking purified exosomes from different locations yes. versus using Wharton's jelly, which is different than using exosomes separated from Wharton's jelly, right? Right, because the exosomes, the stem cells in the Wharton's jellies are producing the exosomes, and if you can separate them in a medium, you can get a better concentration. Yes. There you go. Yeah. I don't want to be like super technical, and yeah. you know, you're a stem cell doctor, yeah. and I'm a science nerd. Um, so I'm more I, a science nerd myself. <laughs> so we, you know, I've just done so many different procedures, mostly to write the book on anti-aging. Like, what do the crazy billionaires do? I'll sign up for it, yeah. and I can write about the mechanisms. And then how, without any money, how do you do it? And it's, well, try intermittent fasting. It'll turn up your stem cells. Use red light therapy. It'll cost you 100 bucks or something. So there's many ways to, to say if the effect is real, yes. what are the 5,000 ways to get the effect? And what you do and what I do is some of the most potent, which is the demonstration that it's real. The work you're doing is really important because you're doing things that are supposed to be impossible. I love that part. That, that's been my mission, is, is since I've been involved in the field 10 years, is do something that hasn't ever been done, and that's why I follow some of the people I mentioned with you know, using the Horvath, Horvath clock and showing that you're actually not just extending time, but actually reverting back to a more youthful state. We can do it, we will do more of it, and aging will be a thing of the past. I think within our lifetime. Well, I'll be, and how old do you plan on living? I'm planning to go to at least 180. 180. The, the goal for all of us should be to die at a time and by a method of our choosing. I love that. Yeah, just in our sleep and healthy and not disabled. In your sleep is one way to die. <laughs> <laughs> <On that note. laughs> Thank you so much.